What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. We got the gang back together for what, the third week in a row from the nation's capital? We've got Johnny Gomes. We love consistency around here. What's up, everyone? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. They do not call us the George Russell or Nicholas Latifi of podcasts for no reason. No, they don't call us that. You, you, you had it. You had it right there, boys. How was uh, how was how was your race weekend? Good. I enjoyed it. Um, I was really sad for a couple of reasons. Um, I wanted to see a little bit of a wet race. Didn't happen. Um, Nick Latifi killed a groundhog. That was kind of messed up. That kind of put a damper on things. Um, Max, Verstappen. Max Verstappen had an easy victory. That was upsetting. Uh, but no, all in all, um, I, liked <laughs> easy, but, yeah. I liked it. It was good. It, w- it was a fun race. Um, wish it could have gone a little bit longer. Maybe science pulls that one out. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed Montreal. And what a beautiful setting for a race. Holy cow. Yeah, especially when the sun came out. You want a wet race, but it was like we got the wet on Saturday and we yeah. got the sun on Sunday. Like it was, yeah. it, was, it was gorgeous. It's always a good time when you got people watching the race from boats, you know, uh, <laughs> adjacent to the track. That's always cool. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the race myself. Uh, it was a, you know, super interesting qualifying. If you looked at the starting grid before the race, <laughs> you would have thought that someone had just pulled names out of a hat, <laughs> and that's how we lined them up. Um, but uh yeah it ended up being a lot closer towards the end there i mean there were some early on lead changes there between signs and max and and then max ended up taking it by by less than a second so yeah it was uh made for some good racing this weekend yeah it was i mean it was it was always gonna be max's if nothing went wrong um but the potential was always there for a safety car, a, a, you know, badly or well-timed safety car, depending on who you root for, to like spice things up. And we got that late safety car um, and we got the the drama at the end. Yeah, like you said, like because, you know, lap 49 or whatever, we get the safety car. I was excited. I thought, oh, we're going to get 20 laps of a shootout. And it was like five laps before they cleared that, like got the track cleared. And I said to Alexa, like, I the safety car went too long. Like this isn't, this isn't going to be enough where like the fresh tires are really going to help. Like Max's hards are still going to be good to go. But overall, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, late drama. We got a uh, title contender making his way through the field. We got Fernando Alonso starting second. Did, uh, did you guys both watch qualifying? I watched Q3. I didn't watch, um, well, I caught the tail end of Q2 just in time to see, you know, uh Perez hit the wall there oh, the, and the dramatic like Blair Witch Project shot yeah. of him walking through the weeds <laughs> back to the paddock like someone pick this man up yeah so I caught the tail end of Q2 and Q3 or, I was conducting yeah. business deals and I failed to watch qualifying so maybe that's kind of why I'm not qualifying as was there, that was qualifying this week might have been my favorite day of F1 of the season so far it was pouring rain like sheets of rain. Yeah. And as as the sessions went on, it started drying out. Like to the point where George Russell went on slicks in Q3. <laughs> they he put him on softs. <laughs> well, well, and and I, was, I was explaining that to Drew like when I was at his place. It was like, okay, if you're going to go on like slicks, then like you might as well just do softs. Like it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's the fact that it's slick is like, is it <laughs> dry enough? Like the hard's yeah. not any better in the rain. You know, I, I like at the I like taking the gamble there because yeah. you know at this point, who cares? But well, he um, had what? Like he started like he started eighth, so he had eighth yeah. place locked up. But he was like, "Yo, I could be on pole here." Like 
if it works out for sure yeah exactly so he took a gamble he defended it in every interview like i respect the hustle like he apologized after he's like sorry guys you know went for it but uh yeah it was it was absolutely nuts and then right at the end of q3 it's uh max one carlos two and then old faithful fernando alonso whips his way in there and goes p2 uh just starts second on the grid I was I was disappointed getting over to the race now. Like w- the, all the anticipation of like Fernando Alonso pulling a dive bomb into turn one or doing something crazy, and he just didn't get a good enough start. No. Had we had we had though the because I was fully prepared for the Fernando Alonso just train of car, oh, yeah. and it was going to be incredible. But yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get that. Um, so that was not it's probably kind of good though. Like I don't know if it's like like it would have been it, it would have been funny until like the first pit stop, and then I would have been like, oh my god, let's let's get this going, let's get this moving. Um, but I was way, I mean, as much as I was, I was happy for Alonso, I was more excited for the Haas boys seeing them start. Uh, what, fifth yeah, and five and six, right? Yeah, yeah. and then didn't didn't really end up fifth and sixth. Not, not exactly. Um, yeah, we we will get into Haas later. Um, just an absolute disaster um, of a weekend oh, for them. We had a we had a Mercedes on uh, on a podium that wasn't named George Russell this past weekend. Yeah, first <laughs> so that I think was, it was cool Lewis, to see. Lewis Hamilton uh, out of his butt pulled a podium in Bahrain to open the season. I had to look that up because I was like, when's the last time? He actually did get on a put, and it was Bahrain. It was like this year, but I'd completely forgotten about that because we had like what it was like Max and Checo both like didn't finish. I think that race, like it was some some crazy circumstances. But nobody's taken advantage of those circumstances better than Mercedes this year. Like every every race, but up front, the uh, you know the the main two contenders, Red Bull and Ferrari. Uh, Max Verstappen, good win. Held off signs there at the end, extends his lead in the drivers. He's got a, let's see here, 46-point lead over Sergio Perez, who's in second, and a 49-point lead over Charles Leclerc, who's um, who's in third now. Um, Ferrari closed the gap a little. But, yeah, it's who – I got interesting question. Like, who do, you, who do you think is happier with this weekend, Ferrari or Red Bull? Because we had Checo, you know, crashed in Q2. Yeah, Ian, you missed that, but, it, yeah, wildly entertaining. And then – has like I don't know I don't know exactly what it was. It sounded like a transmission failure in the race, like lap eight. Um, so he's out, but Max wins, so he's extending his lead in the drivers. But Ferrari had both cars finish in the top five. So who's who's and Leclerc started nineteenth. So who's happier after this weekend? I think you have to say Ferrari because I, I think the Ferrari is realizing that they're they're not going to catch Red Bull. Um, and their main competition should now shift to Mercedes. Like they want to get P2. Like P1's probably out of the question, unless unless Red Bull like just completely has these failures every single week. Which I mean, we're talking about Ferrari, so it's like we know they're good for a couple more. Red Bull's probably good for a few more as well. Yeah, but they just, could happen. Nobody has the. I mean, the, the speed right now of. Um, yeah. I know. I know the Ferraris are fast as well, but the speed of the speed and the skill, just everything they've got a Red Bull. Like that's they're going to win the constructors fight for p2 i think anytime you can get more points um i think you're happy with that even though you kind of get a weird book in with mercedes where they finish three and four but you get two and five so it's i don't know it's tough but i'd say i would say ferrari more excited for this week than the rebel would be yeah i'm leaning more towards ferrari as well just because you know um 
didn't uh, did science not DNF uh, at at Baku um, last week? No, he did. Or, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, good to see him get to the end of the race there, and um, you know, he really gave Max a, a run for his money at the end. I would, like Ian mentioned it earlier. I almost wish the race had gone a little bit longer. Yeah, an extra um, five laps. Yeah, that would have been perfect. But you know, play, but. yeah, he manages to pick up the the fastest lap bonus point. Um, so you know, it's, it could be meaningless, or by the end of the season, that could be huge. Well, Every you know, counts now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you know, pair that with a valiant effort from Leclerc, who starts at the back of the field, and and you know, it's bobbing and weaving his way through through traffic to to end up where he did. Um, yeah, if you're Ferrari, you got to be thrilled with that. It was a, uh, it was uh, Leclerc got got like stuck so hard. Um, early on in that race, it seemed like he was like going to struggle to to like score any significant points. Like he just could not get past the traffic, um, and and he, he eventually, you know, as the safety cars and stuff started happening, he he kind of worked his way in. But he had like a six second pit stop at, down at the end during the last the last safety car. He could have he could have been third or fourth if with, without a bad pit stop. There was like a group of four cars and he could have easily come out at the front of them and instead he came out like third out of that bunch of four. So that would have been great if, if Leclerc had been able to uh, to pull that out, but still a great drive going 19th to fifth. Um no matter the circumstances is always uh always an impressive weekend um for Ferrari. But I think, you know, Red Bull if this is their week where they have a, you know, where where uh Sergio Perez has just a complete disaster and you come out of this leading the constructors and you are one and two in the driver's standings that, and max taking that big win. I think I'll make the argument that I think Red Bull is actually happier with this week. Like it it was a, it was nice for Ferrari to get on the board, you know, like they've been struggling to just do absolutely anything um, with double DNFs last week, but um, you know, Red Bull still like they are what 76 points ahead of Ferrari now. Ferrari leads Mercedes by 40. So that's almost almost double the gap, yeah. you know, from one to two to two to three, like to your point, Ian. Yeah, it, it, I don't think Ferrari is going to start looking at Mercedes as their primary rival or anything right now. I think they, they they are still in this title fight. We can see some DNFs on the Red Bull side, but uh, they got a nice they got a nice little lead, nice little lead going out there. Definitely. What uh, what what if anything else kind of like stood out to you guys from from that race outside of the you know the uh, Ferrari Red Bull stuff? Um, well, I did. Kind of, well, I got a couple of takes, honestly. Um, kind of what we already hit on that I I I, I think Mick Schumacher is just like cursed or something because yeah. the dude I wrote has cursed. Anytime that dude is like remotely close to points, it's something out of his control happens, and it's like yeah, this is this the happens every failure, single yeah. week. So I, I'm upset with that for Mick Schumacher. Um, McLaren is just uh, – I don't know what is going on with McLaren because, like, Lando Norris has been just a ghost recently, and I think it's – and I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I think it's just the car has been so bad. Well, yeah, his car his car basically broke in Q2 car is what happened. strategy. I mean, Ricardo like, couldn't – he got – they both got stuck out of points. It's like their car – I don't know. They, they've got a lot going on on McLaren that's – I don't know what's going on behind the scenes in McLaren, but they got they got real issues. They just have um, races where they're invisible, like where they, yes. they, they are just nowhere near. And sometimes they'll be up in the mix, but I then mean, there I'll, are weeks like, where they're just irrelevant. Alpine looks worlds 
better than them right now, and I would not be surprised. <laughs> eight they're, very, they're very close. That's, that's what my even Romeo is kind of sneaking up on McLaren right now, and it's like, okay, that's really not out of the. I mean, if if, if we keep if this trend continues for McLaren, like this is not like they're in danger of not of like they get caught by Alpine, but only they get caught by Romeo, and it's like that would be an absolute disaster for McLaren. So they they've got to. I feel like we have this conversation almost every week, but they have got to do better. Um, but speaking of Alpha Romeo, they're very happy for um, for Zhao for getting some points. Zhao yeah. Yeah, he had a good, good qualifying session too. But yeah, I mean, you alluded to it, um, Ian, but I, the Alpines definitely stood out to me. Um, you know, that vintage Alonso this past weekend, yeah. <laughs> first start on a front row in like a decade, I'm pretty sure. So, um, you know, it's cool to see a dude who's in his 40s getting it done. So, um, and, yeah, almost and 42 if, now. Yeah, and if you're the higher ups at Alpine, and you got to be happy to see both both your cars in the points. I mean, Alonso did have some some engine trouble there late and ended up being penalized um, for for blocking. So you hate to see that that the gap to to McLaren could be even shorter. I think it's like eight points. Yeah. It's eight, yeah, yeah, eight right now. What I mean, we're just like regarding McLaren, like they like. They are eight points up on Alpine. They're 14 points up on Alfa Romeo. So every week when I'm like writing out, you know, where we just, you know, drill it into my brain, I like hand write out like the standings and stuff, you know, just to kind of drill it into me. And every week I go and I I get to number four and it's McLaren again. And I'm kind of surprised. And it's just been like week after week, they're hanging around in fourth place. But one week and they could they could easily drop down to sixth and never get out. Like if they keep doing what they've been doing. They, I mean, they yeah. are cement. We, we kind of thought it was going to happen before the season. But they are absolutely cementing that fourth place. But it's week after week. They've been in fourth well, place. I feel, so like, long. I feel like they had a very low floor or a very, very low ceiling, but a very high floor. And now I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what the ceiling The ceiling is clearly fourth place for McLaren. But is the yeah. floor fifth? Is the floor sixth? Like I, I don't, I just don't know what they're going to finish. And that would be, that would be just a disaster. I mean, a disaster. <laughs> yeah, they had all they had all the potential in the world, kind of uh, going into this year. I thought that I really thought that they would be third. I'm um, going into this, but back to uh, yeah, Zhou Guan Yu, incredible qualifying in the rain. First, uh, first time making it to Q3, I believe. And this was my yeah. uh, my my pick for uh, radio message of the week. We just love this. We we love we love to hear it. Just as an aside, Zhu Guan Yu's English is a lot better than than I uh, had originally given him credit for. I that Martin Brundle had a nice little pre-race interview with him there as they yeah. were uh, lining the cars up. <laughs> it was a, dude, those grid walks are like it's just I I I, I watch them just waiting for a disaster like, <laughs> because you never know when he might bump it up Paulo Benchero and yeah and call I think him it's Pat Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes there's a tall gentleman over there that must be him no every every time he's like, I'm just gonna bounce around here he cut off he cut off like the Sky Sports Italy team like walked right in the middle of their shot I'm like oh sorry about that just cut off Sky Italy and then three minutes three minutes later. He walks through them again. He goes, ah, just, ah, just cut off Sky Lee again. I'm very, very sorry about that. I guess if I was sorry, I wouldn't have done it a second time, but I, I didn't mean to. Like, this yeah, man th- those is are always gold. <laughs> I had like my uncle even text me about that. Like these, these Brundle grid walks are just, 
just anxiety inducing. They're too. Uh, but it was yeah. I get second embarrassment watching them, and I I I watch them on mute with subtitles because I can't stand it. It drives me. <laughs> If it was an American, I'd be like, I'd be terrified. But it's like, it's, since it's just a Brit, you know, it's like, ah, yeah, they can, yeah, yeah out there. You, you brush anything off with the lads. Um, those are, uh, yeah, Fernando Alonso going second, had a power issue. It's unfortunate because he like never pitted. Yeah. And he got caught out by an unfortunately timed safety car right after they decided to like run long. So it's just like it. I know that Alonso didn't really do anything wrong um, from the Alpine perspective, but it still stinks seeing that he finished three spots behind Ocon and he started on the front row of the grid. Yeah. Like that's just a, just a strange thing to see, but you know what? Sixth and ninth for Alpine. Good also, week. We got seven and eight. You're a point behind Aston Martin now. I mean, but let's not pretend that Esteban Ocon, Esteban Ocon here is just this, uh, He's not finishing behind Lance Stroll. I mean, Esteban, Esteban Ocon is a he's legit, he's a legit driver. Like he's I'm, I'm, had a really good week. Yeah, I'm really, really, really coming around on the Alpines because they have so much straight line speed, and those dudes are both so hard to pass that it's like if they knock their strategies down. I mean, you, we could be we could be seeing a lot of weeks with double points for Alpines because they're clearly whatever whatever the trend McLaren's doing, Alpines doing the absolute complete opposite. It kind of feels like we've like they've just kind of like reversed course from like last year in in a lot yeah. of ways of like where McLaren was we were like like raised eyebrows like oh good week for McLaren again like man they figured something out Alpine doesn't doesn't have that consistency yet but that straight line speed it's like every practice session there's an Alpine up there in the top five because they're so fast yes, yes. and if if they can just nail down the aerodynamics a little bit in the corners. And just nail their strategies. Um, I think you're right. I think Alpine probably probably takes this over McLaren from what I've seen now. Lando Norris is kind of the only wrench in that that I could see. Is he is so talented that he could get McLaren fourth place by himself? Um, yeah, but I think that's a fun combo. And he'll and he'll potentially do that again. Like he will he will just get a podium because he's he'll be back. And a very good driver. And I mean that's literally that's why they're in they're one position they're at because Daniel Ricciardo. I, I don't know if he could. Right now, he can't get a podium if the if eighteen cars crash on the track. I think he still finished fourth place. That's just kind of how everything's going around <laughs> for Ricardo. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It'll be like it's like one good week surrounded by three or four bad ones, and we, you know, we get excited about the good one. And then, I mean, even last year, like when he won at Monza, it was like, okay, this is going to be it for him, and it wasn't. It was like he 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 has not been able to string the consistency together. That car's characteristics do not suit his driving style at all. Um, Lando's obviously got a better feel on it, but the the car's just not not quite there. Um, at least as of now, guys. Um, we're big we're big Pierre Gasly fans. For anyone who's listened to this, we are. we're yeah. we we're we're also very big Yuki Sonoda fans. That we are, very. But uh, we got to talk about AlphaTauri. <laughs> It was a it was a bad it was a bad bad week. I didn't I didn't want to save this for like the wanker section. Let's 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 talk about it a little bit. Alpha Tauri still sitting back there in seventh place. They're 24 points behind Alpha Romeo. That is not where they should be. They've had some bad luck. Pierre's had some bad luck having to exit races early due to some contact, but 
what a disaster uh it, did you guys you saw yuki crash yeah coming out of the i mean lane, right <laughs> he comes out of the pit lanes like a bat out of hell on on cold tires and, did not make one turn goes to turn and, and dude it looked like his car was was on a string or something straight into the wall <laughs> well we almost had and do not his fault but pierre gasly almost crashed going into the pits on lap what five was it uh yeah if that it might have been earlier yeah, and then it, it yuki, might have been yuki just straight out of the straight out of the pits too i mean pit problems everything the my patience with tari is just i and maybe this is me just being extremely biased because you know as we said we i love gasly and we love we love yuki sonoda um but i don't see them they're not like a they're a b team they are a b team at the end of the day they are a b team they're not Red Bull, they're Alpha Tar. No, but they were, but they were able to punch above their weight. It's the same people there. It's the same drivers as last year. And it's just, but, but in my brain, I, I will give them so much more slack and so much more benefit of the doubt than I would like an actual like Alpine or Romeo or McLaren. I'm not even saying that's fair. That's fair. But no, I, just, I think it's fair. But I just see them as like, okay, well, I know they're working with the best of their resources, but anybody who's really, really good at Tari is going to be working for Red Bull. Yeah, especially with new regulations. I, I way more benefits to them. Yeah, with new, with new regulations, new cars and everything, all of that work went into the Red Bull, and yes. Alpha Tauri may have, may have gotten shorted a little bit. A hundred, a hundred percent. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate seeing, seeing weeks like that with like, you know, Yuki Yuki knows the car. You know, maybe not perfectly, but like, I watched that video of him crashing like ten times, and <laughs> it's I, the point where you see his wheel lock up is so deep into the corner that it's like, what was he like? He must have just braked like fifty plus meters too late. Like, it was just a bona fide bonehead mistake from Yuki Sonoda and Pierre Gasly getting caught out in Q one. Pierre Gasly, he had a quote. After the weekend, that he was like, uh, no acceleration, no grip, something, something, something. Like the car was garbage, and it was like this. This doesn't seem to be going well for uh, for these guys. But I wanted to wanted to talk about Tauri um, and how how just kind of dis- disappointing they've been um, in in my eyes. I guess I guess I, guess I have one. I guess I have one more point with Tauri is that yeah, go for it. They're one of these teams where it, it really is. It's going to depend. It's like how much do how much of a following and how much of like does uh, does the driver like and you know how much how much does the team like value like engagement and like social interactions and like social media presence um and just like overall popularity because like i mean gasly and yuki as together as teammates are honestly two of the most i mean popular they're probably the most popular duo we've argued about who the best driver pairing is i don't think there's much argument on like who like my favorite driver pairing is like yeah, but I mean, as far as like overall, like just Formula One fans, though, I'd argue that they almost have a th- thing where it's like, I it, whether the on the track results are not really there. I think the marketing side for the Tari for drivers is, yeah. is is so good that they'll that they're both they're both pretty entrenched in their role. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's their fault. I just I just I would just like to see. I would just like to see another like. I would like to see Tari taken over by some other team, and just they're split from Red Bull, and they're their own thing. They're not. 
I always tend to like how it basically Red Bull has two teams. That's just yeah, that's no, it's, it's 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 interesting. And as far as Red Bull's driver lineup goes, interesting note that uh, that came out today. Um, someone that will probably not be taking over uh, Yuki Sonoda's spot anytime soon is, is uh, Yuri Vips. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, <laughs> let's, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's not get into that. Um, so let's save that for a second. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, I was the person who's not taking over Yuki Sonoda's spot will not be um, Nicholas Latifi because that dude has just, he has full, full cemented that he cannot do anything right. And you know what? It's it's great. Um, but man. Home Grand Prix. Home Grand Prix. Everything went right for him. All the luck for him to maybe do. And he was just, he was like 30 seconds behind his teammate. And his Lance teammate Stroll, who got kicked out of Red Bull. And, and Lance Stroll got 10th place. Lance Stroll, yeah. which was fine. Lance, Lance Stroll D8. You pick up a point on on home soil. That yeah, that's a, that's, that's that a feels win, like really. a podium for him. Here's at this to you, point. here's like, to you, Lance. Yeah, yeah. strolling into the points. He has like a five out of ten weekend, you know. But it's it's he got a point with three DNFs. So good for Lance Stroll. I was like, yeah, I I like didn't even want to talk about Aston Martin because it was Stroll had an okay week. It was pretty good, but it wasn't good enough for me to like want to like go out of my way to like praise him. No, but no, no, no one was he, bad enough just, where I wanted to like clap on him. He just needs a hey, you know what? Good work. I see you, Lance Stroll. Just a shout out. We'll give him a shout out and, for the home soil, especially compared to Latifi. To, to be fair to Latifi, though, I mean, it, it, his pit crew isn't helping him out at all. There, you see, <laughs> those guys can't even put wheels on right down there. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, second week in a row, more, I don't know what's going on issues this week, dude. Yeah, like Ian brought up last week. I started pay, paying attention again. Leclerc lost one, maybe yeah. two places because we, of it. McLaren, Lando Norris was just sitting. Yeah, they double stacked, and they didn't, and, and they didn't have enough time. Yeah, I, I should have brought that up when we were talking McLaren, but yeah, they double stacked and just and, and literally didn't have enough that's, time. That's what I'm saying with yeah. McLaren right now. It's like I, I think I mean both drivers are struggling, but I think a lot of it is just like the strategy and team, and there's just something weird, something weird in the water. McLaren that's just causing all kinds of problems. McLaren kind of feels like the like the midfield Ferrari right now, where it's just like <sighs> it's just kind of a clown show. Like everything, like like week in week out, we just see these issues, and they just yeah. they're starting to feel normal. Like watching errors like that, watching them double stack and somebody just sitting in the pit lane, like waiting to go in and, and box. Like so we've seen those issues. Ferrari did that at Monaco. McLaren does yeah. it this week. Like it, it's just there's just issues. They're having bad weeks when they shouldn't be. Like that's I don't know. That's kind of my takeaway. McLaren, McLaren, midfield Ferrari this season. That's 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 how I'm feeling about it at least. Anything else before we get into uh, Rockstar Wanker? Do we want to touch on porpoising? Yeah, well, I guess we yeah we can follow up on porpoising. Um, we brought it up last week. Um, literally, like what, like twelve hours before the FIA yeah. <laughs> said that they were going to do something about it and made our entire conversation irrelevant. Thank you for listening to the Yank Chef Pod, FIA. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was clearly us that that yes. finally bullied them into doing something. But basically, I think they did the most reasonable thing, which was I kind of touched on was that like regulate the amount of porpoising that's allowed because if these teams aren't going to do aren't going to protect their drivers on their own then you need to make them protect their drivers like at, at the end of the day so i mean yeah. they literally had to consult with doctors to to make their decision you know what i'm saying so once once doctors are involved and we're talking you know 
long-term effects and risks. I don't think many doctors would advocate for driving an F1 car, period. But, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's true. That's yes. true. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just seems weird that it seems that Mercedes has solved the issue. Nobody else did. And it was like, well, they, got a, they solved it really quick. So I guess props to Mercedes. I guess they're like Mercedes is in such a weird spot for me regarding like the porpoising and everything where they, they said that they didn't think that this, that they were going to be competitive at all this week. And then they were, and they finished three, four. I mean, obviously thanks to, you know, some DNFs, but or yeah. Leclerc starting bad and then, and then a Paris DNF, but it's like, were they sandbagging or are they so clueless about this car right now that, that like they're they're getting podiums when they think they suck like that's how little they know. No, sorry I, I to think, deviate from the porpoising talk, but I think that's just how McLaren is. Where they're, I mean, they're, they're the kings of Mercedes. Sand. Yeah, excuse me, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Wrong M team. Still got McLaren on the brain. Um, no, Mercedes is just such a they sandbag and they sandbag and they sandbag and they sandbag and I really don't believe anything they say. Um, not that's their fault. I think that's just kind of how their team operates. Yeah. Um, yeah, that they knew this porpoising thing was going on, and I think they already, I think they were so, trying to solve the issue during the race. And I think whatever the FIA said, you can go with this. They had ten different options ready to roll with, and that's what they threw in for Canada. And it worked out probably better than they than they than they thought it would. Do we are we all we all kind of uh, satisfied with? Because the the message from the FIA didn't actually say anything. It said no. we're gonna consult with everybody and and put in limitations that don't exist yet, but we're going to figure out what those limitations will be and we're going to do it. But I'm, that's kind of all I wanted. I just wanted something in place to like get teams to, to actually have to address it. Are we all kind of satisfied with how that played out as far as Porp scene? Sure. Sure. It's man. yet to be determined. It's yet to be determined. We'll see. Yeah, the Porpoise King last week. I thought you'd have to have some strong opinions. The Porpoise I mean, yeah, we'll see how it works out, but yeah. You know, it's just a, at a certain point, it's, um, you know, it's in other, other people's hands now. So we just got to see how it plays out. And we will see how it plays out. Rockstar Wanker time. Let's get into Let's it. it. All right. Well, we've been, uh, we've been bouncing around who goes first the last few weeks. Johnny, you're on the, you're on the hot seat this week. You're going first. Rockstar. Hit me. All right. So my Rockstar of the, the week, um, I'm going to continue my trend of like some, some weird ones, but I'm going to go with the safety car, just the safety car in general for keeping Love things it. interesting. I and, had water you know. written down as a potential answer. So we're, <laughs> we're keeping things going. Like. Yeah. So, you know, the safety car has kind of gotten a bad rap as of late, especially after how, you know, things unfolded in the season finale last year. Um, but, you know, I always love me a good safety car and there were plenty of them in Montreal this weekend uh, to keep us entertained. So we're just um, talking like the concept of a safety car, not yeah. as, not not like the car itself. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Clarify. Um, but yeah, that's my rock star of the week. Yeah, they played a they played a big big role this week. Um, it was like finally, finally, we got a race with some uh, some excitement, some well timed safety cars, some virtual safety cars that also added to the drama. Like every safety car added to the excitement of that race. Because I mean, right from the beginning of the start, Max gets an incredible. Max gets an incredible jump off the line and you just start seeing him pull away from Alonzo and the boys. And, and, you know, so the early safety car to, you know, reel, reel the reins in a little bit. 
and one there at the end to, to allow signs an opportunity to, to yeah, track him down. Like a 10 lap dog fight. Yeah, so that was that was pretty sweet. That's a good one. Ian, who you got? So I've kind of got continuing Johnny's trend as well. I'm kind of I have a 98% rock star of the week and a 2% rock star of the week. Um, so I'll start with my 98% rock star. <laughs> We're gonna go off the rails here. Um, I'm gonna go with the good people of Montreal for designing like I think my favorite just aerial view of a racetrack in Notre Dame in Notre Dame Island is because that is so so cool that they just said here's our city we got the st lawrence river let's put an island right here put a racetrack on it it'll be awesome i loved it it was everything i wanted miami to be and miami just wasn't where it's just this beautiful beautiful area and i thought it was i think it's so cool and i love it and i definitely 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 will go to montreal and see the grand prix and sit right on the chicane how cool is that that was incredible so that's my rock stars of the week. Our Canadian friends in the north who are designing that amazing racetrack. And then my real and my 2% rock star oh, yeah. of the week, Joe Van Yu for getting back into the points after having just absolutely abysmal, abysmal luck. That was not his fault. Um, I think it was three or four. I want to say it felt like four. I know it was like at least three, three out of the four last plus four races he's DNF'd. But getting him back in the points is great for him. Very, very well, good. Uh, no, it was, I'll give a little tip of the cap to Joe Guan Yu as well. There, was a good he's, one. He's all of our, uh, you know, secondary captain, uh, rocks, rock star of the week. There, it was a. Uh, he's one of the only people that kind of deserved. There were there was there was a lot of love to go around. But Ian, to your point, I think even it might have even been Alexa that like during the race, like when they did like an aerial shot of all the water, made a Miami joke about like. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how uh, a race on a place around yeah. the water should look when you do it. She was like, "Wow, this is beautiful." I was like, "I know, yes. like, this is sick." Yeah. Those guys really packed it, packed those stands to the gills too. They like the and the, it's right on top really of the track out. too. The place was yeah. packed. Yeah, what first time since 2019? Glad to see, uh, glad to see. Yeah, our good friends, good friends to the north, living it up, enjoying it, packing the house. Um, and then boys. good glad they got some uh some some sun there for for sunday honestly like the, you know the, the water was great it was great actually seeing seeing the wet tires get used on saturday um shout out monaco um my rock star i uh, like i said I, I i considered even giving it just to water because the water around the track was <laughs> phenomenal i think it's it's worth bringing up the water around the track phenomenal i it baffles me that like i guess they don't really have like hurricanes up there because like i my mind goes to like that like, thing would, would be washed out in one season down here in florida i, I didn't know like i was like flooding is this not a concern here we're on a river yeah no i know looks like looks like the netherlands like it's like, like a low-lying area like, like the mississippi would not would not handle this this would you couldn't do this no i don't know what kind of river tech they got up there in quebec but like it's clear it's clearly working because that thing has been around for a while it, you know Villeneuve. yeah there, there we go thank thank god we've got one guy who can speak some other <laughs> languages on here um and then on top of that the water on qualifying on saturday was also great um pouring rain turned into drying gave us like like i said i think saturday was was to this point my favorite day of f1 of the year was watching qualifying uh, i was over at our buddy drew's house he grows <laughs> scorpion and like carolina reaper peppers we were making our own hot sauce you know i, was, I brought a dutch oven over we were frying up some wings watching quality i mean it was, you know, even without that though it was it was 
it was insane. Fernando Alonso crossing the line to go P2 right at the end of the session is like, what what more can you ask for? Um, but I'm going to give my rock star, unfortunately, I'm going to give the boring answer. Um, I'm going to give it to Max Verstappen for holding off signs the way it's he did. Um, it, it felt like one of those situations where, as fans, it sucked. It sucked that we didn't get that overtake. We never really got a true chance you know, for, for signs to get that race win. Um, and I didn't want to ignore the fact that, like, that was because Max did not put a foot wrong for the last 15 laps of that race. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't do anything wrong. It was bad luck that signs was even on him because of the poorly timed safety car. Like, he had no choice but to just defend on older tires. And he did it, and he did it to perfection. I kept waiting, like, hoping, like, if he makes one misstep, signs will be on him and he'll get him on one of those two drs zones on the back the back of the track there and he just didn't he just never he never made a mistake and again i've said this before i don't want to get like complacent with uh with guys driving like with just ungodly talent for extended periods of time and start like acting like that's normal um, yeah. because it's not and it was it was a crazy performance for max yeah. And he, he was perfect. He was what he had to be. He was perfect. And he was exactly. perfect all weekend. He, he was fastest in two out of the three practice sessions, qualified first. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it looked like no one could touch him all day up until that safety car there at the end. So, um, And then I yeah. thought we got a race here. And then he, again, <laughs> did, never even gave him a chance. Even with DRS, just he never, every single time, signs would close the gap to within like half a second. Um, after the DRS zones, like going into turn one. And I kept saying, he's got to be within half a second going into the first DRS zone, like for, before the, the first DRS zone. But every single time, by the time they got to that that hairpin, you know, at, at the back end, the lead was up to nine, nine tenths again. Like every time he would extend it out, it was perfect, 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 perfect corner every single time. It was a great weekend for Max. Like, I'm uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't get like a late overtake, dramatic overtake. But yeah, he's he's an incredibly talented. Anybody have a uh, have a wanker they want to jump in on? Um, yeah, I've got a wanker of the week. <laughs> um, before I, I'm, I'd like to give my like to nominate my wanker of the week. Uh, I was I wasn't sure I was gonna pick after this race. I was like, man, nobody really came out and did anything really that bad. And then a Red Bull reserve driver decided to say a racial. <laughs> oh, that's where it comes back. A racial slur on his Twitch stream while playing. I believe it was Warzone. No sickos. We will not play the audio clip of it. Um, but it's just like how how brain dead are you? Where in 2022 you like are just. You're playing, you're, you're playing Warzone, and you get shot, and your brain goes racial slur on a Twitch stream, and that's just it, it's just insane to me that this seems to happen every couple months, and I it's just it's just like it's ridiculous. Like guys, just look, we hey, were in high school in like maybe don't say uh, that when when Modern Warfare Two was out, right? Like we 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 survived like the the most abusive lobbies and chats known to man and we're not advocating for for any of the language obviously but yeah to, to be dumb enough to still speak that way a 
and then be dumb enough to do it in a forum like that is just like i don't know i, I as i get older i i it's harder for me to like judge young people because i you know i know well, he's also he's 21 so it's like dude you're not 14 not 16 you're yeah. not 12 you're not 16 like if you're under 18 it's like okay you're that's stupid but don't grown grown ass man out here throwing racial slurs around on his Twitch stream. Just because he got killed in Warzone. Like, absolutely. Absolutely and now possibly throws away an F1 career. Like abs- absolute hundred percent. Yeah, as of now he's still suspended from all activities while they uh, investigate. I think it's you might correct me in the pronunciation, but it looks like it's Yuri Vips. Yep. That uh that's as far as I know, that is the correct pronunciation. Um yeah, just a horrible horrible thing for him to do. Again, and 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 to be dumb enough to do it in that in that forum is um, again, uh, uh, assuming that what we've all seen is actually, you know, is is in fact what happened, um, and that there's you know no funny business going on, yeah, just a great wanker of the week um, that that you know probably normally wouldn't be brought up if we're just talking the race, but yeah, needs to be said. So I've got kind of a weird one, um, but I'm gonna go ahead and give my wanker of the week to Mick Schumacher's car uh, because <laughs> he was he was lined up for an incredible weekend. Had a great qualifying session, and and you know he looked po- poised to finish in some points here at a track where his dad uh, won like a record seven or eight times or something like that, and and you know just for him to bow out for some technical issues, that's really really got a stink, especially for a guy looking for his first ever points in Formula One. Every time he you sniffs know? points, somebody just yanks <laughs> it away. From it seems him. to have it every time. So um, cruel. yeah. Wanker of the week, Haas. Uh, there's there's like a gremlin somewhere in that Haas. That maybe hot, ha- maybe Haas. This makes more sense than my Leclerc thing. Maybe the Haas team, uh, you know, their their headquarters in America. Maybe that's built on a Native American burial ground. That makes more sense. <laughs> that would make more than sense. Leclerc's house in Monaco must be you know, right next to America. FedEx Field, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where the Commanders play. Those commies, and then uh, yeah, no, and then the nation's capital getting passed up for a, a World Cup host site is uh, absolutely incredible. Laughable. Uh, speaking of the nation's capital, it's <laughs> mostly just pathetic that they don't have a suitable venue to host a World Cup in, which was a conversation for another day. It's just to add twenty thousand like, seats to Audi Field, brother. <laughs> I, hey, man, you know, you know, I'm all for that, but I'm going to piggyback off what you said because I, I, I had a few options, but you, you said Mick Schumacher's car. You kind of get into Haas. My wankers of the week are Haas. Yeah. You know, yeah. in qualifying, they looked like effing rock stars. And today, <laughs> at Sunday, they looked like effing wankers. 100%. That was a they good started final. Fifth and sixth, Kevin Magnuson brushes up against Lewis Hamilton. I, I don't know if this is, that's probably not Haas's fault at all, but he started fifth. He had a, he was in great position. Bumps up against Lewis Hamilton, gets damaged to his wing. They're telling him on the radio, doesn't look like there's any issue, you know, like, well, just keep going. Be all right. Yeah. And and we'll, we'll, they told him it doesn't look like a big deal. It'll be okay. And then yeah. they have to bring out the meatball flag and tell him, like, yo, you have to come in because this thing's a hazard. Like the front part of your like left or right part of your wing is literally hanging off. Like Bro, you can't do imagine that. that flies off into a crowd somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, or yeah. just anyone that's passing him it's hits it like, and punctures a tire. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
It was just a joke. And so they have to bring him in. And he comes out dead last, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And from there, yeah. he was absolutely done. They, they, they gave him no consideration the entire race. They put all their eggs in a Mick Schumacher's basket. And what happened to that basket? <laughs> Nothing good. He didn't, I mean, even, he didn't finish the race. Had he not – had his car not just, like, died – he gets some points and we're like, Hey, it makes you yes. All right. But that's his is, fault that his car didn't work. Problem is his car died. So yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's Hass's fault. Not Mick Schumacher's fault. Nope. So I made sure I made sure I wrote down, I'm giving my wanker of the week to Hass the team, not the drivers because they both didn't really make any mistakes the yeah. whole weekend. And they both missed out on points and they started fifth and sixth. And they, like, weren't getting passed by anybody. It was great. Like, Lewis Hamilton, I guess, passed Magnuson at one point. Like, that was it. Like, they, they didn't do anything wrong. And Magnuson came out dead last after that because the, like, VSC. Like, the timing of when they told him is, like, if – part of me thinks that if they had just realized, like, hey, they're going to they're gonna make us pit and change this wing at some point, just do it now. And you can get out in the middle of the pack and maybe pass some people. But they waited and waited and waited. And by the time the meatball flag came out, they brought him all the way. They brought him in and he came out dead last and his race was over. And then Mick Schumacher in like not just like sniffing the points, like just nostrils full of the points. He was wafting. Just wafting all day into (laughs) Mick Schumacher's grill and absolutely nothing. Hass are my, you know, that's that's where Rockstar Wanker came from, and they they were ro- they were the rock stars of Saturday, and they were the wankers of Sunday. Left um, I just, I, well put, well put. Just just absolutely had to do that. Um, any any other points uh, for Rockstar Wanker or uh, the Canadian Grand Prix 2022 before we move on? R.I.P. Groundhog. Let's talk some. Let's talk some Silverstone. Let's talk some Silverstone. Um, I did love all. I loved all the ads uh, that they were running. They were like the acting man. These F one drivers are not not good actors. They 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 read <laughs> TV promos so so poorly. Um, but that aside, yeah, July third, so two weeks, you know, after uh, after Canada uh, returning to Silverstone, always a great race. It's one of my favorites. I've said, you know, in regards to Monaco, uh, you know, if it's going to go away or not. I've always said, like, if it comes down to like Silverstone, Monaco, Spa, like. I'm axing Monaco all day, every day. Silverstone's great. It's an amazing track. And uh, Lewis Hamilton always shows up at Silverstone. He has won seven of the last eight races at Silverstone. He's won it a total of eight times. And a total of eight. Indeed. Um, I'm going to bring I'm gonna bring this back. It's going to be my new after last week where Robert Kubica made his way into the mix. I'm, I'm going to bring this back of the last five drivers to uh, to win going into to every race week for the rest of the year. Let's hear it. Any guesses? Any guesses on who the last five any of the last five guys who have won here? Um Lewis Hamilton. Well we know that one. I was gonna say Lewis Hamilton five times. Um I'm gonna say Lewis Hamilton, Vettel. Um yep, yep. two most recent, you got him. I'm Googling. Alonzo. No, don't you Google. Don't you Google. <laughs> Alonzo, he's got three. Alonzo. Um, it was uh, 2011. Fernando Alonzo won. Ian's Rain Manning this one. <laughs> I'm going to let him take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's got the Rain Man face on. Come on. Uh, come on. Say, like, Go, who, come on. Th- just think about it for a second. You got these. You got these. 
one one of them is right up your alley and another one is you you'll you'll still get it if you think about it for a second i want him to get these this would be this would be ricardo did did ricardo no okay my other guess i have schumacher and kimi raikkonen or other guesses no no all all knows you you started hot you started i I wish i I had the like i don't know the family feud buzzer sound Who (laughs) Who, who did i miss there like a Mark Webber in there? Yes, there was a Mark Webber in there. That was the one that I said was right up your alley. And the other one, Nico Rosberg. Um, so in, in order, you know, descending in order, the the five drivers to win this, the British Grand Prix, you know, descending order are Sir Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel once, uh, and then Nico Rosberg, then Mark Webber, and Fernando Alonso is the uh, the fifth most recent guy to win this. This was that was 2011 with Ferrari. <laughs> Um, but I, 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 it's a fun game. I, I, yeah. I always, I always enjoy looking that up. So I'm going to continue to like continue that. to do that. Last year, we obviously got the, uh, the spice, the, the tournament was it? Was it cops corner? So was that the halo? Um, halo no, that was Monza. That was, that was oh. Monza. Yeah. This was the, uh, yeah. In, into cops where Max went. Yeah. I ended up going to the hospital or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And potentially it, it, it looked for a while. Like that was going to be the moment that changed the entire season um was that crash that went from max with a massive lead and from that point on lewis took it over and then um you know the fia gave it back to max at the end of the day but yeah i think we're gonna be in for a verstappen victory a hamilton two and then alpine i'm thinking is gonna is gonna roll there could be some how there should be some alpine luck is that straight line speed tough to pass too many tricky corners there, man. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not in on that. So wait, what was what was your one two? Uh, Verstappen one, and then Hamilton two. Hamilton two. I think Hamilton sneaks his way into third. I think he's. I think if you if you're not predicting a Hamilton podium at Silverstone, like you know, yeah. you might be right. But like I, you know, you you shouldn't be doing that. <clears throat> one seven of the last eight. So hopefully the uh, the classic British summer. It's basically it's 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 like the the Florida afternoon showers, but just like nonstop for like the entire season. So oh I'm hope I'm hoping we get some some more drama. The water shows up again. Hopefully, would be uh would be great. Johnny, got any any, any predictions going to Silverstone? Um, I got a I got a buzzing feeling about uh, George Russell. I feel like the kid's gonna show Ooh. out in front of his peeps. I like you know, his girlfriend might be there or something. Oh, Ma. Mom's dad, you know, he's gonna have uh, everyone there watching, and lights are gonna be on George, and uh, be kind of like a, a ceremonial passing of the torch from Lewis to to George if he were to pull something off there, just a just a chef's kiss. That's an on, incredible on a, prediction. On what a <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I do enjoy Silverstone though. It's um it's always a good weekend uh, for racing. It's a great track, and they got uh yeah all the all the young lads go out and you know camp, and I assume just like listen to like house music and drink all night in their tents or whatever you know. It's like Bonnaroo circa like 2011, you know. <laughs> that's how that's how I imagine like Silverstone is for uh, for those cats out there. Sign me up. Any, any other points? Can't wait, man. Can't wait. We'll be back. Be either before or immediately after uh, after the British Grand Prix from Silverstone, we are through nine rounds out of a predicted twenty-two. So still plenty of time for Ferrari to come back. Plenty of time for all of our predictions to come true. We'll catch you guys around Silverstone. <laughs>